What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to the Chase Thomas podcast. Will Leach, longtime friend of the pod, is here. It's also, I think, his anniversary, mm-hmm. and he could not think of a better way to spend than it on my podcast. And you know, I'll be ever. I'll. I will be forever grateful for that. How are you, man? Oh, my wife is actually sitting across from me. We're out at dinner right now. Mm. She's sitting across. I've told her to be quiet. I know all orders. So you just sent to, we'll wait for the appetizers and then we'll have the meal in a bit. She's fine. She's everything is totally cool. So yes, happy anniversary to my wife. That's how we're spending my eighth anniversary. I'm talking to you while she sits across uh, a dinner table at the fanciest restaurant here in Athens, Georgia. <laughs> well, it's, um, I mean, you have to make sacrifices. And that's She's a patient woman. She's a patient yeah. woman. Yes. Yeah. Um, but luckily for her, this is a very short podcast because I have, like, I pitched this idea to you that I just, one of the things that I just, I, my notepad and everything else, I just have all these different sports questions, baseball questions, everything else that I might write about one day, maybe not, who knows, but I just have all these questions and I'd like to throw a bunch of these questions at you and you do this thing on MLB.com now, the 30 where you do like something like 30 worst jerseys, that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to ask you 30 questions and I'm, I have a timer set for a minute per answer. And we're just going to get your off-the-cuff, legitimate, first-thought answer on all of these baseball-related questions. Good. This this is the sort of perspective and grounding and deep-dive discussion that I like to have that we need more of in the world of baseball. Our quick hits where there's a dinger that goes off if I run out of time and get too complicated or complex. No dinger, but um, I'm very pro-dinger. Very Mm. – I'm into it. I have a bell. Yeah. Yeah. You do have a bell. Oh, I always have a bell. It's a, it, it, it's, just, it's actually the dinner bell from the kitchen where we're having dinner right now. I just had them handed over to me. I really appreciate you going above and beyond at this restaurant to make sure this podcast goes smooth, as smooth as humanly possible. My wife is currently making out with like three other men. <laughs> you can blame her at this point. I mean, this is, yeah. Um, well, oh, well. But I anyway. Too far. <laughs> Go on. All right. Are you ready? Question yeah, number one. Crazy. All right. How confident are you that the Cardinals are going to be a playoff team this year? Um, I would say on the lower than 50% confidence level. Uh, clearly, you see what the team can be. But what baseball is now is good bullpens and hitting. And then starting pitching has probably been never been less important. I mean, obviously, you have like a big stud, like a Scherzer. He's great. But generally speaking, baseball now is about getting the game to the fifth or sixth inning. And then letting a bullpen take over. The Cardinals have a lousy bullpen and a great starting rotation and an offense that's underperformed. Until that's fixed, they're having a ton of games where it's like one to nothing or two to one in the fifth, and then they lose it in the, in the sixth, seventh, and eighth. That makes it a very irritating team to watch on a daily basis. And with all the talent they have and all the starting pitching talent they have, the fact they can lose Alex Reyes probably for the rest of the year, and it's really okay because they've got so much starting pitching depth. It doesn't matter if they don't fix the bullpen and can't start hitting. So right now, I think I think they're still 
a contender, and I think they're still going to be to the very end because I think the second wild card spot is going to be tight. But the Phillies being good and the Braves being good and the Brewers being good have really messed things up for that being an easy wild card. I bet they finish just a little bit out. Was it intentional that you left out the Cubs there? I, I'm sorry, who? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. yes. No, I, <laughs> I, think the, uh, I think the Cubs will end up winning uh, the division. I'm, I don't know if it's a future question, but uh, I do think the Cubs are the best run differential in the National League right now. And mm. so they're kind of putting together. This is the year everyone said the Cubs were going to figure it out after their doldrums, their hangover of last year. And by hangover, I mean missing the World Series by two games. Uh, but uh, nevertheless. Really down year for them. Yeah, really down year for those guys. I feel like uh, the Cubs are still pretty clearly the best team in that division particularly when they get some more starting pitching help perfect all right that was a little over a minute but that was a that was you, a good you asked a follow-up you asked a follow-up question i did so ask a follow-up question um breaking uh, your own rules on the very first question that's true that was my that was my fault um next up this is one of my favorite stories of the year mike mikolas all-star or just an awesome story uh miles miles mikolas miles mikolas or Michaelis, or whatever. Uh, I like pronouncing names wrong because it proves that I'm a writer rather than a broadcaster. Right, yeah. But not that you're listening to me talk right now was not any more proof of that. But, uh, yeah, he's great. The thing that people kind of didn't realize about Michaelis or Michaelis or whatever you want to call him, I just call him Miles or Lizard what King. Is it, though? I honestly I am Lizard. not sure. Okay. I call him Lizard King because remember he had the thing with the yeah. Lizard thing, and he, and he hates it, and I feel like all nicknames should be hated by the person that you give the nickname to. So uh, the thing about him is, you know, we came over from Japan. You thought, wow, he's succeeding in Japan, but is he going to be able to make it in the bigs? Does he have – because usually we expect, you know, players from Japan to almost play a smaller game or a weak game. Nicholas is huge. <laughs> he's like this big, massive dude, and, like, he is, he's, like fam- he's famously, like, one of the best batting pres- pra- practice hitters uh, on the Cardinals. He's this massive, massive guy. So I think that's what really surprised people. Not only does he have like command of his pitches, but like he throws hard and he's durable. I think that's what people weren't quite expecting from him. Nicholas is, you know, they've they've got him signed through next year, and then he goes into ARB. So the Cardinals are going to have him for a while. That deal's going to turn out very well. I think he is kind of. I don't think he's a fluke at all. I think he's built for the long haul, all star wise. I think it's going to be tough because there's so many good pitchers, and he's not—he's not like—he's probably not the best starter on the Cardinals staff. And the Cardinals are going to have other players that are going to make the All Star game and maybe better stories than him. I think Tommy Pham will take one of those spots. I don't know if there's enough spots for him, but uh, he is a—he is like the platonic ideal of the number three starter, and I think he's going to be that for a while for them. He's just a great story. Like he washed out, goes over to Japan, and puts up similar numbers to Otani. Comes over the same year as Otani. And uh, puts together close to an all-star campaign. It's uh, it's one of my favorite under the radar stories of the year for sure. He's great. He's great, and and he has and he has and he has this. Uh, he he's just he looks like a like a massive tech like a combination between a Texas like big honking Roger Clemens guy and like yes. a dude and and Ari Vicky. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun and like he, he he's eccentric and he's kind of strange. He's just, I just love it. I love guys like that and and also the fact that the Cubs really wanted him as well, but ended mm. up with Tyler Chatwood. Uh, chose Tyler Chatwood instead of him. Uh, that also makes me happy. Which is also not a bad idea because Tyler Chatwood, um, he's not bad. He's fine. The ground ball king. You had the he's no king lizard. and he's the ground ball king. It's okay. Yeah. Um, next up, of all the division leaders right now, who are you most concerned about post June first? Uh, I think it's probably got to be Arizona. Uh, Arizona, they're not uh, in the lead though. 
Arizona's in the lead right now. Their wait, game... did they just jump back in front? Someone's not looking at the standing page. I think the Rockies. Wait, hold on. I look. Rockies two... have lost four in a row. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And uh, but for the record, the Diamondbacks have lost one in a row. So you are in fact at least twenty-four hours behind on your standings. Okay, so I'm twenty-four. <laughs> but uh, Arizona is a game ahead. Uh, I think the okay. Dodgers are now a game under five hundred, and they've won three in a row. Uh, they're only a half game behind the. Giants and two games out of first. The Dodgers have had everything go wrong, and they're still only two games out. And Arizona's the Dodgers are going to blitzkrieg the rest of this division. Like that, like they were the team I thought they were my World Series pick going into the season. They obviously have had some issues. It's uh, Kershaw's now in the DL, but this is the thing with the Dodgers. They have so much depth. They have so many guys that can come in. Like you lose Clayton Kershaw, that's all right. We have Walker Buehler, who's one of the best young pitchers in baseball, and like three other guys all coming up. And they just called up Stevenson. Exactly. They're yeah. everywhere. They're everywhere. And now they got Justin Turner back. Obviously, you saw a big difference once Turner got back with that team. The Diamondbacks are actually a little better than the recent collapse of their offense. To see their, I think they may have to do some questions about that humidor because the humidor seems to have like completely extinguished their entire offense. Uh, I, I think they're the ones in the wariest spot, followed pretty closely by Seattle. And Seattle is a really fun story right now, and I think have to be considered the main uh, contender for that second wild card spot. Uh, kind of messing with what the Angels have going on, but I still feel like Houston's going to win that. Division. Can you imagine how pissed off Rob Manfred in baseball would be if Mike Trout didn't show? Yatani missed the playoffs for the Seattle Mariners. Hey, well, look, come on. This is a David Stern's NBA. Like, oh, yes, no. yes, they, you they would be would a like little that. annoyed. I would be pissed off. If we don't get I, Angels, Red Sox, or Angels, Yankees in the Screw wild card game, I'd be annoyed. Seattle, Seattle has not been to the playoffs in don't 17 care. years. Oh, don't I don't care. give a fuck about Mitch Hanniger oh. in the playoffs. Oh. I, I don't. I'm good. Edwin Diaz, he's great. I don't want them in the playoffs. Oh, man. See, this is terrible. It's like even the NFL fans were rooting for the Bills. Like, come on. Wait, no, you weren't. Who was rooting for the Bills last year? To make the playoffs? It was so exciting to have them make the playoffs. They're not an exciting team. OJ Simpson finally got something to be happy about. You had to be happy about that. Was he there, by the way? He was. He he? showed up. He showed up. He literally showed up. So that would be a weird thing, by the way, to be at like a tailgate at a Bills game. You're already dodging the people jumping off flaming, <laughs> flaming tables. But then you look over and OJ is posing for a picture of you after you've been drinking Labatt's since eight in the morning. That seems potentially uh, alarming a little bit. No, I listen. I am pro. I, I think no matter what happens, whatever team gets that second wild card spot, Seattle or the Angels, it's going to be fun. For what it's worth, the A's are only a game and a half behind the Angels. <laughs> and like the, the idea that uh, listen. For the, the whole idea that like baseball, like, yes, it would be nice to see Mike Trout and Otani in there. I remind you, my favorite set in baseball, Mike Trout still has never won a playoff game. It's yep, just one and of he most- still probably would not if he gets matched up with the Yankees, the Red Sox. Well, that's once a wild card flip game. You never know. I yeah. Guess, yeah. Uh, and, and so for me, like that's that the idea that baseball needs Trout in the playoffs. I don't know. I've. I don't say I wouldn't say fine. need, but it, it would be more interesting. It would and be- I think the wild card game is like one of my favorite like sports things now like i love the twins yankees game and just the twins fans getting hope for an inning and then be like oh it's over um <laughs> that was entertaining like the pirates just awful luck in the wild card game is pretty just very pittsburgh piratey and which is I, fine I, because the pirates are responsible for my personal favorite wild card game moment which is when they got all so loud and crazy in their first playoff game that they made johnny cueto who remember kicked jason larue in the head to the point during a fight to the point where he got a concussion and never played baseball again so mm. Screw off Johnny Cueto. Uh, oh, wow. it's, a good, it's a good little reminder that uh, uh, that. But when they got so loud and so crazy that Cueto dropped the ball on the mound, one of my actual favorite moments. Out on Cueto, his Instagram didn't turn you. 
He kicked a guy in the head <laughs> so hard he never played baseball again. It's amazing that that should be like now pitching for the Giants. Johnny kicked a guy in the head so hard that he never played baseball again, Cueto. Uh, that has a better ring to it than Cueto, I think. I think that's actually his given name. I think it's just a yeah. happenstance that it turned out that it actually happened. Um, who has impressed you the most thus far of all the division leader teams? I think it's I think it's probably Atlanta. Uh, okay. You sensed what you, you knew they were going to be a little bit better, uh, but to see everything that's kind of come together for them, I still don't think they're going to win that division. I don't either. Uh, but man, they are fun. Uh, there's a there's, it's fine. I've got a friend here in town who uh, he, I live in Athens, Georgia. And I've got a friend here in town who has kids around my age, and he's been an Orioles fan his entire life. And you know, really? I am. I'm a Cardinals fan, and I it's it's okay if my children don't want to be Cardinals fans, as long as you know they can do that and live in another house and pay their own rent and pay mm. and, and make an own living. They can absolutely do that. But until then, if they're going to live under my roof, they have to be Cardinals fans. Is that a serious possibility? No, You're there's no way. Him? Oh, okay. Like, cool. Thirty-five percent like of their clothes are have the Cardinals logo on them. Like there's as far as they know. In, in these days with MLB so TV, active. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, listen, they're six and four, and they already know that the Cardinals are the only thing that matters to Daddy All, including them. Mm. Uh, but the the point is that uh, my friend, he's a diehard Orioles fan, and he really wants to share this Orioles thing with his kids. But he's actually seeing because a the Orioles are not only bad but are going to be bad for a very long time. It's just that I can't think of a franchise in like professional sports that like is really looking at a worse period coming up than, than the Orioles. But the Braves are so fun that because like, they're good, but they're also just so exciting. How do you like just get with Acuna and Albies and Freeman and all of these fun cool, players and, cool and all the pitch turning into just clutch city over here yeah yeah and tyler flowers is awesome all of a sudden yeah like just like all of this like fun stuff with that team the idea that you would deny your children the opportunity to watch them not only be good this year but continue to to be awesome years moving forward they're earlier than i thought i thought the phillies might make it take a little bit of a step forward this year more than the braves the braves are better faster than i thought they were going to be so uh i I, i'm pretty impressed by them and they're just a blast to watch there's an energy around them that uh that that franchise hasn't had in a while okay i like it um i still am right there with you and i would not be surprised if they're playoff team and i'm interested to see how atlanta i mean i'm in atlanta you're in athens how this fan base will react if they do fall off a little bit this summer because we we still don't know and it's a really good division and i mean the mets are basically cooked but uh the phillies are right there nationals are getting healthy and have three insane starters Uh, you you know you know how uh, regularly you know this as a person lives in atlanta people constantly go out to uh, all the way out there to go to the battery anyway even when there's no baseball it's like a become a huge part when you live in atlanta you love more than anything else not to be downtown where atlanta united and all the cool stuff is but instead to go all the way out to smyrna to go to like a uh, what what are the uh, one of the one of those the, to a chain beer store mm. the uh, like the idea is uh, I lo- my I love the Bra- I love watching the Braves I like that stadium but screw that whole stuff out there <laughs> screw that whole, <laughs> that whole that whole fake mall fake skyline in center field the, uh, the the you've seen you live in Atlanta you know what Atlanta United has done for that town and how right. it's become this like awesome thing where it is Atlanta and it's a true Atlanta thing and all these different cultures and all these different people all coming together. And then you go out to a Braves game and there's, and there's and like, boy, they really doubled down on 
the chop, didn't they? Like, like the Indians are taking the thing off the hat. Nope, not in Atlanta. They literally start the game with the guy banging the drum out in center field. You would think when you were starting a new stadium, you would like at least see which way the winds are blowing and recognize, okay, maybe we should at least slowly veer away from this. Not out in Smyrna. In Smyrna, <laughs> they have doubled down on that. And it's just boring. I'm also really anti-teams that build new stadiums that um, don't stand out or don't just have anything that you can point to of like, oh, this is this is going to be something that people want to visit 20 years from now. Like, there's nothing about Centrust Park that's like, have you seen this there? Have you yeah. seen the battery? That's not really a... And I do like, for the record, the sidelines are good at that stadium. It's a good place to attend. I actually enjoy... I it's a better place to watch baseball than Turner Field. Of course. I, 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 I think it's hard to argue with that. Uh, but getting out there, particularly if you're coming from Athens, and the, I never go on 285 any other time except to go to those games, which automatically is going to make me hate that stadium. <laughs> Very fair. Um, does Mookie Betts have a case for MVP? Uh, not now that he's hurt. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think he might. He might have had an argument, uh, uh, and particularly if Boston uh, continues to be so great, and he's a centerpiece of that. I mean, the the problem is it's been like a couple years since Trout won, right? You can't do like yeah. the old Bonds, like getting tired. So let's give it to Ryan Howard when he's retired of voting for Bonds all the time. It does kind of feel that Trout, particularly because he's having. Like this seems to be like his culmination year. Like we've we've all been waiting for Mike Trout, who's just um, so amazing every year, to have that truly holy shit. This is the greatest year of the greatest player of all time. It kind of looks like this might be that year. Yep. So if that happens, uh, it's and particularly with Betts hurt, Betts has got a case if he keeps up with him a little bit, and the Red Sox uh, win that division. But even with that, it it does feel like. This is the apology for not voting for Trout the last couple of years when we probably should have year for Trout. Yeah, it's just uh, he's going to win. I, I don't feel like there is any way, but I will say it, it. it is interesting that his team's better. He has Anderson Simmons, who's learning how to hit, already amazing to feel, like defensive guy. You have Shohei Otani. You have all these guys that are kind of helping out Justin Upton. So the team's better, and I was kind of curious to see whether or not that was going to hurt his case just getting better teammates because that generally speaking hurts individual cases for mvp when your talent around you gets better just look at russell westbrook from last year to this year like there is something to be said about uh superstars getting more help than just how um sports fans and sports writers uh view that player um after that but i think everybody still is um it's weird the by the age. way we talked about the angels a little bit earlier but I mean, this is a team we used to talk about, like, wow, if you just have Trout, all you need to do is just make the rest of the team average and you're a playoff team. Now you have Trout and another top 10 MLB player. If you count just, if you look, if you look at war, Simmons is a top 10 player when you can accounting for his defense. Now they have two top 10 players and still can't get in the playoffs and they get Otani for nothing. <laughs> so it's just like if the Angels can't make the playoffs this year. When do you start making the the LeBron Trout jokes where it's like, yep, our second baseman is a Roomba and like and jokes <laughs> like that and so on? Because to me, uh, if you can't get to the playoffs with Trout and also another top ten player and a guy that is great at in both pitching and hitting, I don't think you get to. Uh, I don't think you get to complain about anything. Are we close to the Padres being fun and good again? <laughs> We're closer. Let's go with closer. Uh, they're a little bit more fun. They're they're at least. Uh, I mean, they're what six games under five hundred. Like that's yeah. pretty good. They're only and four and a half games back from first in the NL West. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like, that's that's its own thing. But uh, but yeah, Reyes. They have yeah, Framil Reyes. To me, that's <laughs> awesome. the thing. Yeah, that's the thing is that like he is. 
you you wish he were like you know could do something other than Homer, but just get on base a little. But yeah, I mean like it, it, like he's just kind of a cute thing for now because he's 20 but imagine yeah. when he really kind of snaps up a little bit that's what's kind of fun about uh, about the Padres you're going to see more of those guys coming up remember it wasn't that long ago that they were uh, that you were like wow gosh the Astros are not only terrible they're boring when are they going to do something interesting and then all of a sudden they here comes Altuve and then here comes all these other guys and then holy cow I don't think the Padres are going to do that but you can see you're starting to see the little blips of Oh, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of interesting. I kind of wish Manny Margot were better. I think that he's someone that we were kind of hoping would really kind of take over uh, a little bit and hasn't really done that. But like their most fun play, like you get like, oh, wow, they've got Chris Villanueva, who is theoretically a, he's got 15 homers. Like he's theoretically a rookie of the year candidate. He's already 27. So it's like, it's not even like, like that, like young of a guy. So yeah, it, you got there's, Bill there's Hughes for yeah, a draft the, the, pick. Yeah, you there's know? a yeah, exactly. Like, woo, get excited. Like, there's a little <laughs> bit of fun there, but it does it, it. It feels like the Hosmer thing. He's been fine for them. He's been totally yeah. fine for them. But like, it does feel like you want the Padres to just be really fun. And I like Eric Hosmer. He's above average player. He's certainly been good for that team. He's got he's 380 on on base right now. I mean, like Hosmer's having a good year. Eric Hosmer will never be exciting. <laughs> Hosmer will never be young and goofy and exciting in the way that you want like Framil Reyes to be. I'm I appreciate you going anti Hosmer in this podcast because I was worried about my Seattle rant um turning off a lot of Mariners fans. So thank you for making sure that Kansas City fans are also pissed off. But that Listen, will be directed to you. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean like <laughs> I, 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 why are they still like, why are they going to get mad at me for mm. criticizing a guy who left their team to go to somewhere else? Don't get mad at me for that. If That's I crazy. were, if I were him, I'd still be there. Cause I love you, Kansas city. Does bum Gardner being back, uh, mean the San Francisco giants can make a run. It's weird because I keep thinking they're going to fall off a little bit. Yeah, uh, going uh, down. It just yeah. feels like they're they're on three wheels and they're just hanging around. You just they can change a tire and keep it all together. Maybe they can do it because they're old enough. And I like for whatever reason, I can never count out the veteran teams. Like just these guys know how to play, but it's also like would not surprise me if this team fell off a cliff because people forget just how bad this team was a year ago and they just went for it again. I, yeah, I, I have no idea. And they're pitching. They're starting pitching, and really, the the bullpen's okay, but the starting pitching is terrible. <laughs> like, Hold on. Have, like, don't attack my guy, Chris Stratton. Okay, all fine. here for Chris Stratton. Yeah, all here for Chris Stratton. Fine. The R, he is <laughs> like talking about a guy like what his like his VIP is actually like the highest on the team. <laughs> and like, like if you look at their ERI plus, they're all below eighty six on this team. Like, it's not good. Uh, and yeah, getting him back is fine, but. It does feel like even though what they're thirty and thirty, but the run differential uh, it says they should be worse. Maybe that's a veteran thing. Belt is awesome. I kind of love that. I know, uh, of course, right when he's awesome, he gets on the DL. Like I, I feel like Giants fans have always had a little bit of what the Reds announcers are to Joey Votto when it comes to Belt. Like you've got mm. this really good player that. Just you just don't like quite appreciate how what the little the, how great it is that he walks all the time or how great his on base is. This year he's finally kind of put it together. So of course he got hurt. <laughs> so you know I think that's that's the issue with them is you the thing with the Giants is a lot of things have gone right for them to get to this point to kind of be able to hang in until Bumgarner gets back. But now belts out and now they need panic to stay healthy. They yeah. really need him. Um, yeah. Relying on Austin Jackson in center field doesn't seem great. Gregor Blanco doesn't seem great. Buster Posey's 
I mean, been great, but like they also just drafted his replacement last night. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if people saw that, but uh, I saw that. Yes, yeah. yeah. But uh, and that's a pretty call for his bounce back for them. Yeah, we, we kind of thought he might be toast a little bit, and he's he's bounced back. So a lot, but that's the thing. A lot of thing of things have bounced back, and a lot of things have gone the right direction. And they're still thirty and thirty. So uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like they're still more likely to fall backwards than to move forwards. If you are a starting pitching need, starting pitcher needy team, do you trade for Blake, Blake Snell or Chris Archer? I think you trade for Chris Archer. I feel okay. like I feel like there's a little bit of. I feel like Archer is a guy that's got a little bit of Garrett Cole. It, like get him to the right situation and he could like we just simplify a little bit. Like Archer's kind of been asked to be the last Ray for like a while. Like for he was he was the hope for the Rays that took over after Price left, and now he's the last one standing. I think if if I think he could benefit from like a new place to where I still feel like his his highest upside is still a little higher than Snell's. I know Snell's been I feel a little better so far this year, but I, I would rather see I, I feel like you've got Archer, the 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 upside of it. Again, he's had some injury issues. I know that's always a that's always a thing for him, but it's not like he's, he's having arm issues right now. I know Snell's awesome now. I still feel like it depends on what you are, right? Like if you want someone like now, uh, if you want someone now, Snell's hot now. But I feel like Archer's upside is still you want to unta- every team is going to be tempted by Archer because they want to unlock him because and he's not, like Archer's twenty nine years old. Mm-hmm. Like Archer's not like a young guy anymore. But still, the skill is so there. I always have a soft spot for Archer. I, I, I think I'm going to Arthur, Archer while I would certainly could be persuaded otherwise. And I think you still have four years of team control if you trade yeah. for Archer right now. So that's uh, at a very good deal. So I would agree with you, but I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. Those two have just held up that rotation with just nothing else around them. So um, cool story there. Are you sold on the Braves as a contender down the stretch? Do you think they fade as a young team or do you think they actually hang around? by? I think, September, I, think they, I think they hang around. I'm not sure they're going to, get the wild card but i do think they're gonna they're gonna hang around uh, uh quite a bit and i think that they need some pitching i think we saw that um uh they had uh um an injury last night uh, who, they, who got hurt last, oh, the pitcher got hurt last night uh uh Tehran. Tehran got hurt yeah. last night he went on the dl and actually i actually caught the beginning of that game because they were in san diego i caught the beginning of that game and all of a sudden his velocity dropped like six miles an hour like over between innings always a really terrible sign but he's not been that great for them anyway fulton evitz has actually been the best pitcher on their staff i'm not sure how much you can count on a sean newcomb to be this good uh so he's far been great yeah he has been awesome but like I don't know how much you can count on a guy like that to to give the long haul. You'll see you'll see how much dedica- how dedicated they are to this season if they make a trade for a starter. I think that that that's the and Soroka's on the DL right now. Or if they get really aggressive with a call up, I st- that's the issue with them, right? Is how much do they if it gets to be July and they're not in first place with the Nationals taking over first place by then, but they're hanging around game or two out of the wild card. Do you see them? be aggressive with and maybe trade trade away some of that uh, that depth they have in their system for a move now or do they hold off for next year i think there's a little part just a tiny in the back of their head you wonder if the braves are okay if they kind of have a year like the pirates did the year before they really started contending where they were contending on the edges but you could tell the front office didn't quite 
feel like they were enough of a contender that they wanted to go add things in at the cost of future stuff. You, I, the, the, I think the sweet spot for the Braves is to be about three games out of the wild card uh, at the at the All Star break, so uh, excuse me at the at the trade deadline. So you are good. You're close enough that if everybody gets hot, you make a run. But you're not so close that you feel obliged to kind of make a quixotic quixotic run um, uh, by trading something you're going to need later for something big now. What did you think of the Rays using the opener? Well, it's it's funny. This kind of get lost, got lost a little bit. That like having having Romo referring uh, to Romo starting the games. Yes. Like they did that specifically against crazy, crazy right-handed teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, like I think people have this notion that like, oh, they're just trying. Oh, they're doing it again. That's amazing. Well, they did because they're the Angels, right? The Angels and the Orioles, like two very heavily right-handed teams. You don't. You're you're probably not going to see that. You're probably not going to see that. Like uh, you, that's what you want the race to do, right? They're strategically putting it together. They're they're being careful about when they do it. They're being careful about when they when they use it. Uh, I I feel like this has opened the floodgates a little. And frankly, you look at what baseball is doing right now. Baseball's kind of, as I mentioned earlier, going against the 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 starting pitcher being as important, right? They're, like they're, it's not they're not as vital. I I always have this make this mistake in the playoffs where I always pick the team with the better rotation. I'm like, okay, that's because I'm so used to like the 2001 Diamondbacks where it's like, oh, Johnson and Schilling are just going to dominate everybody, but that's not the way baseball works anymore. Mm-hmm. So you can see more and more teams recognizing that it's easier to have a staff of. It's just easier to find a staff of 10 or 11 guys that can throw two innings than it is to find six guy, five or six guys that can throw six or seven. I think it's the way baseball's going. I think the Rays are kind of doing it out of experimentation for a team that's kind of in the middle. But uh, I, I think more likely what you'll do is you'll see this come playoff time. I think that that's when you, that's when you'll see if someone really daring wants to try it during the playoffs because people do crazy stuff in the playoffs. And so the fact that it's been tried in the regular season, I think loosens that up to happen a little bit. Should the Diamondbacks have just paid JD Martinez? I think that like I don't think they could, right? I think that was that, that oh, was no, what they the, could. Their owner is. Were, let me run the numbers again. Yes, he is a billionaire. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes, fine. That's always <laughs> easy for us to say that. Like, well, we're like if we were billionaires, we'd just pay it. Well, yeah, but like that's what they were trying to trade Granky, right? Like, like remember they, they're trying to get a new stadium there. There's tons of stuff going on. Yes, they should have done that, but. The hitting the the Diamondbacks hitting issues are beyond just oh we're missing JD Martinez you know I mean like look look around the roster you've got uh, what's Goldschmidt how is how is Paul he's, Goldschmidt hitting two ten yeah. <laughs> like, how is that happening that's like completely bizarre so like and 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 listen really it's karma from not resigning JD Martinez at, look we weren't saying that a month ago oh I was, <laughs> was great I, Nick Delaney and I have been banging this like why are they not just gonna bring him back he was perfect for them he got them to the playoffs he was cool staying there he was friends with AJ Pollock like it I just I'll never understand that at all I mean I, I get it I'm with you but like for what it's worth what's what coincides with the Diamondbacks falling off? The same thing that always coincides with the Diamondbacks falling off, falling off AJ Pollock getting hurt. <laughs> That's the thing that always happens. They are good when AJ Pollock plays and they are not good when he does not play. And since he's been hurt, they've really, they, they've been struggling. And I think, I think uh, uh, the, there's a definite correlation. Sure. They could use JD Martinez. And yes, they maybe I, you, I, I can make the strong argument. They should have, they should have paid him. Remember they left it. They left his locker up for like a long time. Mm. It's kind of a weird thing. That yeah. I always feel like that's strange that like yeah. uh, leaving the locker open for a for a free for a for a penny free agent feels 
I don't know, stalky X sort of no, way. It's just like people taking sports way too seriously. It's yeah. just, it's a little weird. Um, and it turns out that relying on Daniel Descalco uh, to keep your offensive float is not a great long-term strategy. I think, I think you mean 2011 World Series hero Daniel Descalco. I, I knew you were going to do that. Um, yeah. Do you like the launch angle revolution right now? Yeah, I I gotta tell you, this is another th- this is a little hobby horse of mine. Okay, I it's always baffling to me this weird thing that baseball reporters have. Like they feel like it's like their job to worry about the good of the game. The idea that like this isn't good for baseball. There's not enough defense. There's not enough. It's all just home runs or strikeouts or so on. Like that's not that's, that's not my job to care about. That. <laughs> like, like it's very strange to like uh, the idea. Like I listen, I love Ken Rosenthal. Everybody loves Ken Rosenthal, but Rosenthal is very much like I feel like a like just because Bob uh, Rob Manfred says we need to change baseball in this way doesn't mean we actually have to. People like home runs. <laughs> people like home runs. It makes it makes it sort of fun. It make people. And I'm sorry, but people love home runs. And the idea that players are somehow doing something wrong by taking advantage of, you know, we, there the, the study came out of like, maybe the ball was a little different and, and then they reacted accordingly or how much you, you think is a part of it does. I think it's like, if I'm a player, my job is not to worry about what's good for baseball. My job is to worry about whether I can keep my head in this game and like uh, stay in this game and hit home runs. So the idea that like, I don't like things that go against efficiency <laughs> and like improvement and evolution of the game. And if I'm a player and I realize, wait, why would I hit the ball on the ground? It, clearly I'm going to benefit from trying to, 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 to hit home runs to see. Here's the best way to put it. I remember like 10 years ago when like Moneyball came out and all this stuff happened. And the thing that was funny, the big contrast at the time was like all these stat heads, the guys in the front offices or, or general managers or just writers being like, saying all these things and players being like, yeah, but me like just hit ball. <laughs> and so what's fun is to see players now reading this stuff and embracing this stuff to see Tommy Pham retweeting fan graph pieces about him is like, this is good. This is what we want. We want players to be, to re- recognize what's most efficient for them and what's going to help them stay in the league. So the idea that I don't, this game is not basically a lot of writers complaining about this is very much a, this game is not like it was when I was a kid and therefore it's worse now and i don't know if i necessarily agree with that nostalgia is poison it is um, poison. will this season end with more strikeouts than hits no i don't okay. think so i don't think so i know i think strikers are still ahead right now right yeah, i think I, yeah, I know they were ahead and i think it's closer like they were big yeah. ahead after april i think it's, it's closed the gap a little bit i think that 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 switches the years and frankly that's going to switch when uh, come July, come August, when some teams are like, forget it, we're done, and we're bringing up all the all of our crappy relievers for the minor leagues, and uh, I think that's when you start to see it. I think, I think, uh, I think, I think th- in the past we've seen just offense generally go up uh, in in July and August. I think this it's going to be close. I think it's going to be closer than it's ever been, but I don't think it's quite going to make it. It may happen next year, though. Should the Mets trade one of their aces? Uh-huh. I mean, um, no, because okay. they're the Mets and they mm. can't. <laughs> the problem is, is like th- this is my ongoing hobby horse. I don't know why anyone would want to play in New York. <laughs> like if I had a choice, I, why would I want to play in New York? I wouldn't want to manage a team in New York. I wouldn't want to play for a team in New York. I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want to run a team in New York because it's a – People always talk about like what one of the re- why why the why the Cardinals have been successful for so long at least into the last couple of years. I would argue one of the reasons is there's not it's increased the last couple of years because they haven't made the playoffs. But generally speaking, there's not 
if you're running, if you run a team in New York, in addition to the already quite difficult problem of having to run a team and figure out the best way to put the best players in the field and organize what you've got the next couple of years, you also have just this weird monster of tabloids and talk radio and all of these things that whatever, even if you make a decision that you think is best for the long term franchise. Uh, for the long-term direction of your franchise, you have to know that you're going to get screamed at so much by these people who are, who may even know that you are right, but have their own hobby horses to kind of sell that it's going to cost you. It's going to be a problem for you. And so for me, uh, and it may even cost you your job. The Mets probably need to do that, but they can't they can't do that the Mets can't punt for three or four years it's certainly not in their current direction all the all the even the successes they've had of getting to the World Series will be seen now as some sort of terrible thing because uh, some some destiny denied thing when the fact is they just would be doing what so many other teams in baseball have been doing I think that the Mets specifically, kind of can't do that, particularly when you look at what the Yankees have done, who have kind of rebuilt on the fly and never fallen under 500 and, and generally now are so set for the future. That's kind of the problem, man. This is why I would be I would much rather run a team in St. Louis or run a team in Pittsburgh or run a team in San Francisco even to where you can do moves that are right for your team in the long term, even if they cost you like short-term headline problems. I think that's why Tampa Bay is probably the best. Like no one even probably – if you ask the average MLB fan who the general manager of the Tampa Bay Rays was right now, I don't think the majority would be able to tell you. Yeah, and and when you're and able to live in anonymity like that, like it's just you're you have job security for the next like five years. I know, as resulted by all of their World Series in the yes. last. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Acuna or Herrera for the next ten years. Acuna, I love Acuna, man. Even even when he got hurt, it was on an exciting play, right? Did you see that play where where he twisted yeah. his ankle after after first base? It looked base? way worse than it turned. I know. Out I thought he like broke his leg when I was watching that. But it was like, but that again, like it's not just that Acuna is good; it's that he is he's clearly urgent to be great. Okay. And that's one of the really fun things about Acuna. That's one of the most exciting things about Acuna. Also, Acuna has a running mate. Like to have Albie's, it's so yeah. funny that Albie's is not. Like if Albies played for if if Albies were a Met, oh my God, we would never hear, <laughs> stop hearing about Albies, right? Like like Albies yeah. would just be as much as you heard about Reyes when he first came up all those years ago. But because he's a brave and because he's the second uh, uh, high profile guy on that team, I think that people kind of first sleep on him a little bit. And I think that helps Acuna. I think it lets him have like his Pippin. I suppose mm-hmm. is the case is that's why they're so exciting. I love. Acuna. Are we sure he's the Pippin? I mean, no, no, but I think. I think ceiling wise, I use a C Acuna. Okay. I know. I, 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 Albie's, I mean, maybe not. I mean, listen, you, I would have told you not you long ago. Westbrook Durant. And yeah, less, I would have, uh, listen, yeah, never... not long. I would have thought like, uh, Altuve Springer, I would have gotten that Jordan Pippen wrong. Mm. And, uh, so like, I feel, I feel like, uh, but then again, maybe... Springer is now having an MVP type season. That's true. And oh, maybe Correa, like maybe Correa yeah. was, to be Jordan in that, but uh, uh, certainly, uh, yeah, I, I'm all in on Acuna. I I am not a Braves fan, even though I live in Georgia. But if you were to uh, if you were to tell me I have to buy a jersey of a person that's not a Cardinal, uh, it would probably be an Acuna jersey. Instead, it's it's I'm going to get like a Paul DeYoung jersey, <laughs> like and then my fifth my fifth fam jersey. Okay, or like a hundredth home run celebration poster for Marcelo Zuna. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, his his first homer at Bush Stadium, by the way, two months into the year. Was that, that really? Hopefully, that was his first homer at Bush Stadium. So That's weird. 
a little frustrating start. He's starting to come around, though. And he gets the Marlins this week, so everyone will be really excited. Should the Cubs be worried about you, Darvish? Um, I The thing that worried me about Darvish was not that he's had some issues, he's had some injury issues. It's that already... Like, this was a fear about Cubs fans, right? Like, if they ever won the World Series, they turn into Red Sox fans. And it hasn't been the way I thought it was going to be. I actually thought, I tried to warn people, and again, this might be my Cardinals bias. It is totally my Cardinals bias. But when the Cubs were trying to win the World Series, I tried to warn everyone, if the Cubs win the World Series, you thought Red Sox fans were bad, just wait. And I have to say, Cubs <laughs> have been bad. They've actually not been as bad as Red Sox fans. I got to give them that. They've not been as bad as Red Sox fans. But it's funny that telling when Darvish, there's been all these stories out recently about, about uh, Cubs players trying to help Darvish with all the negativity of Cubs fans toward him. Like they're really like, like they're really turning on him really fast in a way that you don't usually see in places that are not Boston or New York, mm. right? Usually, like he's kind of getting the David Price thing. Well, I now. think it doesn't help that Jake Arrieta has just been so good in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think well, that's but, part of the problem. But that's not Darvish's fault. No, it's not and, Darvish's fault. But I think that's how the fans see it. Of like, we picked the wrong guy. It's but that's like, a very way too early. Yeah, to that's say a very that, Boston but, New York thing, right? Yeah. And like, I, you worry that Darvish is going to get in the price range where even if he starts being useful and helpful, people still hate him. <laughs> and I think yeah. that that's the worry about Darvish. And and it, I think that is the first time since it comes to the World Series where I thought, okay, this was the becoming like Red Sox thing that I was worried about. Uh, and I think Darvish, you've seen that. I mean, he's literally been a cup for two months, and yeah. like. They're already like, how can, how is he handling all the onslaught? And that's that's a tough spot to be. Do the Pirates have too many starting quality outfielders now? Um, I maybe I think they do. I think, I think so. One. I think so. I think. I mean, of course, you know, we you, you sort of the Cardinals and the Cardinals aren't going to trade one. Like, the, the, like when you look at it, well, they did last year, Biscotti. They, moved okay, they traded sixth and seventh. They traded yeah. off season. The Cardinals are not going to make a mid-season trade of one of these guys because they're useful. They might trade. Maybe they trade a Tyler O'Neill, who's like the sixth or seventh outfielder. But like, once the season gets going, like all they are are one dude having a tweaked hamstring away from not having enough outfielders. Like that's kind of and and I, the question is whether you consider the Pirates a legit contender right like to me the pirates make a trade if they fall off and for, for the record i watched i was in st louis for the cardinals four game series with the pirates the pirates look to me like a team that has uh colin moran who's a little better than i thought uh and uh Marte, who's having a bounce back here Cervelli, is figuring it out yeah meadows had that game tying homer on saturday that, that looked terrific Cerve- by the way have we talked about how awesome francisco cervelli is like ever since it's he got so weird it's so weird because he's the first guy I've ever seen who was lousy, got nailed with a PED suspension, and then got great. It's totally weird. It's totally backwards from what you usually see with Cervelli, with, with, with players. I feel a lot better about Austin Remind being an all-star for the Seattle Mariners in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's going to come back around. Just going just gonna to take those supplements. Yeah. Uh, but I, to me, I the problem for the Pirates is – the Brewers are legit. The Cubs are great. The Cardinals are gonna are not are I think are above average team that is highly motivated this season. That puts the Pirates in a tough spot. Like, listen, we're only kind of talking about the, the Pirates because they had this nice they had this nice start 
they're only one game over 500 right now. And in the division where uh, I think there's no doubt the Cubs and Cardinals feel like they've underperformed a little bit and the Brewers look very, very solid. I think the fear for the Pirates is if this turns the wrong way for them a little bit because they've kind of, I mean, clearly you saw from the offseason, they're building towards something other than 2018. They traded Garrett Cole for crying out loud. I think that's the fear. I think if you see a trade of an outfielder, it won't be because we've got too many outfielders. It'll be because we're out of the race and someone could use Corey Dickerson. Why are the Orioles considering Hanley Ramirez? Oh, jeez. Why do the Orioles do anything? I mean, uh, this goes back to earlier what I kind of talked about with the, with my friend that's the Orioles fan and how kind of point, how kind of just hapless and sad it is. Look, again, and then this is going to come as a surprise to you, Chase, but I'm going to fear this back to the Cardinals for a moment. Okay. Uh, the Cardinals would absolutely love to trade for Manny Machado. They ha- And they're totally the perfect fit, right? They've got tons of young pitching, which is what the Brewers want. They have tons of young pitching that is major league ready now, which is totally what the Orioles want. Those have, and like that's, it, there's a match. And the Cardinals but are need- you, Is it a match though? Because are we sure Machado would sign long-term with St. Louis? No, but the, but the Cardinals yeah. are desperate to win right now. Like the Cardinals okay. need to win this season. They're not going to sell off everybody to do that. But the Cardinals have a surplus of major league. Like Cardinals have more starters than they ha- than they have spots for. And that's after Reyes uh, mm-hmm. has gotten hurt. They've got a ton of young starters that the Orioles, I think, could use. The Cardinals, you talk to the Cardinals front office, they won't even deal with the Orioles. Like, they're just like, we don't even know what the, what is going on over there. They don't know who's in charge. Brady Anderson may be taking over next year. Nuket's going to get fired. And what's going to happen with Buck? Like, there's just such, and Angelos is now asserting himself back in, himself back into the situation. Which is always great. Yeah, totally. That always works out great for the Orioles in the long term when he or his son, because his son was supposed to be the reasonable one, right? Like kind of like what my Arizona Cardinals have done with Michael Bidwell, like the good, like the son that's not going to be as bad. That's the situation is so unresolved that like the or the or if the Orioles had like a good plan to trade Machado, they would have done it last year and or they would have done it in the offseason and they have it. So the problem is, is. No one wants to even deal with the Orioles. So when you hear things like, hey, they should maybe they'll sign Hanley Ramirez, you're like, okay, like, why would anyone deal with that front office at all? Because they're so erratic and they're so schizophrenic and they're so like unfocused on things that you can't even mess with them. Where does Machado ultimately go? Um,. It does feel for this year, it does kind of feel like a Cubs thing a little bit, doesn't it? Like it feels, uh, it can see the Cubs. I can totally see the Cubs. I'm so, my gut still says Dodgers, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I, I think they're serious about that salary, ca- about about the luxury tax. Like I, I really think they're serious about it. And okay. and maybe they, un- uh, I mean, to me, the fact that they did the weird Kip trade is actually a really good sign that they are, in fact, quite serious about it. Mm-hmm. If, if the fact that they, they, they did that that strange trade. They're willing to take on more money, but just have it be in the short term. Uh, that was a good sign, I thought, that they really are serious about not taking on too much this year. Uh, I see it. I see what you're saying. To me, the Cubs... You bring Machado, like, you know, it feels like their Chapman move, right? Yeah. It feels like they're, uh, and listen, maybe Machado doesn't want to play shortstop. Like, that's an issue. But, like, if I'm the Orioles. But also, Javier Baez has been really good for them at short. Yeah, but maybe, but you can put him a second and, you, and give mm-hmm. them Madison Russell. And, like, or, like, I don't True. think they're going to trade Baez, but you can get, like, if you're the Orioles, I'll put it this way. I don't think the, I think the Cardinals could give the Cubs a better package than Addison Russell and, like, a second tier minor leaguer. Yeah. But if I'm the Orioles, I can see them being like, whoa, Edison Russell, this guy is great. We could put him right there. And so like that, that's my concern is uh, I think because the Orioles front office is so erratic, I can see them making the trade with the Cubs rather than someone else.
last thing on that and then we'll move uh can i just say i'm rooting for the marlins to change their mind and trade for manny machado the deadline <laughs> that would be that i would, would be just, my favorite sports that, would be fun. that would that would be a nice touch Machado would be like oh for crying out loud i'm still <laughs> signing with the yankees it's like we're actually yankee south it's fine um next manager fired go uh, okay let me let me scroll through here um and why is it brian snicker <laughs> I don't think it's Snitker. I can see them. I can see Snitker getting uh, kind of the uh, uh, who's the Cubs manager? The Rinnick getting Rinnicky? Was it Rinnicky? Who's the who's the Cubs manager they fired to get Madden? Oh, that's a good. Oh, the who was that? I think it was Rinnicky. Yeah, it was Rinnicky. The guy that like clearly seemed to be part of, to be as part of the next thing. But then you're like, you know what? We can get this guy, and we're serious yeah. now. Like that's what it looks Snitker looks like to me. I think it was Rinnicky. Uh, now I gotta go check uh, just to make that. I'm sure everyone's yelling at their uh, yelling at their people now. But uh, list of Cubs managers. Hey, look! Hey, look! It's Joe Madden. He is so yeah. Rick Renteria. There we go. Not Rinnicky. Renteria. Rick Renteria. And Renteria? But, but, oh, but he went to the White Sox. Okay, that's what it was. Because yeah. I was thinking with him with the White Sox and everything else. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Renteria was clearly set up to be the Cubs manager of the future until they realized, oh, we've got Madden. And Madden, like now we're ready, we got to change the Madden. Now we've got to go after Madden. Clearly paid off for him, even though, for the record. I have a friend that has a theory about this. All the things that people think the Cardinals are and get mad at the Cardinals for being, that's what the Cubs are. That like Rizzo Madden thing is straight out of old La Russa Pujol stuff. That is like straight out of that playbook of, of, uh, of, of La Russa would go after other teams for things that he did himself. <laughs> and like, it's almost, I would say presidential even. Um, so uh, the, the, the Rizzo, the Rizzo man thing was a reminder that the whole Madden, I'm your cool uncle guy, uh, thing is total crap. Okay. You didn't answer the question though. Right. You're, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see going through here. If I can help you, my pick is John Gibbons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense, though. Again, like the problem with them is, like at this point, why don't they just go ahead and wait till the off season? Like they're six games. So, like firing him now is one of these teams is not going to wait. Like it makes sense yeah. to not do it at the middle of the season, but I think some teams just going to get antsy. I think you have, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that because because they're they could theoretically in their minds are underachieving. Though I think yes. you can make an argument that they're not underachieving. So I I guess I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I'm I think I'm with you there generally. Maybe. Yeah, that that that, that makes it, that sounds about right to me. I can I can I can see that. Did the Blue Jays trade Josh Donaldson? If he's healthy, yeah. Okay. I think if, he, if he's healthy, yeah. I, I think that uh, I think that they they unlike the Orioles, they have a front office that seems like made up of rational human beings. So the idea that they even if they think they want to sign Donaldson in the off season and think he might want to come back, they're not going to be stupid and and you know they, they can pull their own Chapman like the Yankees did. But I don't know if that'll happen. But yeah, I think they've got to, uh, and I think they will. And to me, that seems it, what a nice thing. Uh, Look at the consolation prizes for the teams that don't want to deal with the crazy Orioles. You've got Donaldson, you've got Beltre, like you've got third baseman there. I think uh, one of those two guys, Donaldson or Beltre, is probably a Cardinal uh, at at the end of this season. That's my official prediction there. All right. Uh, did you think Otani would be this good this fast? Honestly, uh, no, no. I I actually did not think he. I thought he'd be a good pitcher. I thought mm. I thought the pitching was gonna. I thought the pitch. I did not think he. I I was kind of on the uh, uh, the Jeff Passan train when all that kind of went down when that when when that happened. Um, uh, and Passan wrote that piece about how everyone was all concerned about him. 
Uh, I did not think he'd be hitting like this. And okay. listen, you know, uh, for the record, like he's hitting well, like he's not trout. Like, like we're, it's, it's, it, it, he's a, he's an excellent, he's a, he's above average hitter. What, let's, let's look at it. Let's, let's just scroll up his numbers. I right think it's here. just like the power. I think yeah, that's what right. captivates everybody is like the starting pitcher who also just hits right. dingers. Like, I don't know. Just, he's, he, he's 372 on base. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's got, that's, that's, that's not nothing, man. Uh, I'll, I'll give him that. He doesn't strike out too much. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, as a hitter, I'm okay. But the problem is this is another, another problem with the angels, right though, is wow. It's awesome. You have Otani. That's great. But your plan, which makes total sense, like don't play him the day before or day after it starts is great. Except then when you don't do that, you have to have Albert Pujols in your lineup every day, and you and Kinsler struggling like the like and Cole Calhoun has just been such a nightmare. Like it's awesome that they got Otani, and obviously it benefits him. But there are three days a week where your lineup then is therefore lacking because it doesn't have Otani in it, and and uh, and it's not like you can go invest with a guy that's going to play three days a week as a major starter in that spot. So the Angels, they, it, it's no one's going to feel sorry for the Angels to have to deal with that issue, but uh, it's it's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, are the Mariners going to hang around all summer? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I think I think that second wild card spot is Mariners Angels. And listen, I don't know if you know this about the Mariners. They like uh, the trades. So the idea the idea that you're not uh, the idea that you may very well see some uh, anything they can do to uh to Save get that team playoffs yeah get that play get the playoffs man like i know that you're minimizing like i want to see otani and Trent. i get it i want to see those guys too but man see add on the playoffs would be awesome so, like it, i i'm a sucker for like long droughts being broken and there's no drought in professional this sports like the long, twins yeah. last year where people were really excited about the twins sneaking in they're ahead of schedule and then they just get pounded by the yankees and that was it yeah. well the Mariners are definitely not ahead of schedule they are at the end of schedule True. also how awesome would that be the mariners finally make the playoffs and Robinson Cano can't play. That's, <laughs> that's another kind of like crazy idea, right? I still Especially feel like if it would be in New York. Yeah, it's weird. I gotta tell you, that's the one part. I, I well, I, I don't want to get into a PED conversation. Yeah. It does feel strange that part of the suspension is no playoff. That just feels. That just feels like they just put that in to be mad. <laughs> like if you serve your suspension feels like you should be able to play in the playoffs. You're part of the team at that point. Yeah, that's weird. If it has always felt weird to me. Is there anything interesting about the Rangers that you can say? They will. Uh, Lincecum's coming. It's <laughs> coming. How about that? Go. We'll go with that. Lincecum is is coming. That's that. That's all I got. And and Belche's going to get traded at some point, and that will be really Belche. I mean, hey, listen, they're exciting for trade stuff, right? Hamels yeah. is going to get trade traded, and uh, and Belche's going to get traded, and who knows? Maybe, like maybe there's a team that could use like how, how many years has uh, Chu got in his contract? Like one left. Like I could see like Chu even being a, a a trade deadline guy, and you know like Gallo is still not actually good, but he's fun and he's really fun to watch. I guess there's that most surprising also you have on your ballot right now most surprising like the one no one would have expected yeah uh hmm, let's 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 look at my ballot clicking up bringing up ballot hello ballot hello will (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my that's my ballot talking to me just uh, letting me know that i'm loading up on play index hang on just a second um, okay. So by the way, is there anyone that doesn't have, if you're a baseball fan, you've, I mean, for crying out loud, play index. I don't know how people would survive without play index. Um, okay. Looking through here. 
I would say the most surprising on here is probably Scooter Jeanette. <laughs> Scooter okay. Jeanette. Remember he had that four. He had the four homer game last year, and they're like, and he he had above average season, but it's so weird that it was Scooter Jeanette. He's better this year, right? Like yeah. Scooter Jeanette is has got twelve homers. He's hitting three. He's hitting three forty two. Like and the Scooter, Reds have to have an all star. <laughs> yeah, the Reds have to have an all star. So yeah, I think I think he's clearly that guy. Here's the fun idea. What if Joey Votto doesn't make the All-Star team this year because Scooter Jeanette does? Because it's hard to justify giving the Reds two. Well, I don't think Votto would be mad because I don't know if you saw that like little bit with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and oh, yeah. Letterman. Uh, Nicest guy in the world. So he'd probably be all about Scooter getting into the All-Star game. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it is funny to think that like, I mean, Joey Votto rem- remains like the most underappreciated Hall of Famer of our time because no one ever watches him. But yeah, I think Jeanette's that guy. Uh, they, they were talking about him on, uh, what podcast? I think the Effectively Wild podcast recently. And uh, just how, uh, uh, no, on uh, on the Sadcast podcast with my friend Mike Petriello. And uh, they were talking about Scooter, Scooter Jeanette, about how there there has been a clear change in approach that has worked. I mean, like, you know, look at Scooter Jeanette. He's what? He's 28 years old. He's 28 years old. He had... Six homers in 2015, and it was 15, 27. He's on pace for more than 30 now, and he's batting 342. Like to me, that's he. I think he's going to make the All Star team, and I think he's going to deserve it. And an all time baseball name, yes. um, JT Romuto or Mike Mustakas, who is more likely to be a Brave at the deadline? Uh, Mustakas, yeah. I think. Mustakas, I think that like, I think feels love, like a future Brave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's even he's even from he's from the area too. So I think that I think that makes. Well, I think that's that's a requirement now. You have Culberson, yeah. you have Swanson, yeah. you have all Tyler Flowers. It's I think it's basically like a it's somewhere written in SunTrust Park beneath the the stadium or something that a third of the roster has to be from Georgia at all yeah, times. I, I think it's buried beneath the statue of wife beater Bobby Cox. Uh, it's worth remembering that Bobby Cox beat his wife. Yep, everyone forgets this all the time. But Bobby Cox beat up his wife. That did happen, and it, uh, uh, yes, it's not great. There's a statue of him. There is a, a statue. statue of him out there. But also, don't give statues to human beings. What if we did that? What if we just stopped doing that? Altogether? Yeah, but definitely don't give it to someone when you definitely know it already yeah. happened. When you know it already happened. Yeah. Like, it's different when, like, you put up a statue of someone, and then you find out later, oh, wow, this Cosby statue was a terrible idea. Oh, I thought you were going Joe Paterno. But yeah. Yeah, well, no. that would have been about that, oh well, I have I I have to say about ten years ago I commissioned a statue of Bill Cosby to put in my backyard and I deeply regret. <laughs> it. So this story hits me very closely. Oh my god, um, twins are they cooked? Yeah, I think so. I th- I think that's th- so th- depressing. Yeah, this is a bad year. This is a bad year to be a middling. Like like remember last year. Do you remember, like in late August last year, we thought the Orioles were going to get that playoff spot, right? That, that second wild card spot. Like this is not like last year, where what where a team can just kind of hang around and sneak around. There were like seven teams, all of which were mediocre, fighting for that second playoff spot. Now you actually have to be good <laughs> to get that second playoff spot, and I don't think the Twins are going to be able to come back from that. You know, I mean. Listen, you, you you understood the logic of what they were doing, and listen, Lance Lynn is even starting to come around a little bit uh, in his last couple starts, but I I think they're too far. I mean, they're behind the Tigers, and the Tigers are actively trying not to win. So I think Gardner puts it in the bad this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that it's all just the Gardner vengeance tour. That's great. Um, one MLB rule that you would like to see changed. I'd like to get rid of instant replay. Actually, I wrote a piece. I wrote a piece. Soccer fans agree with you. VAR. It's becoming a a new thing. Everybody hates that in soccer now. I wrote a uh, piece for New York Magazine that should be up any minute now about uh, replay and kind of tying it to the big uh, LeBron uh, charging block call in the NBA Finals. 
but you know, I I was very fortunate. I got to be one of those people that got to tour the uh, the replay place when they first put it together. And now, you know, I I'm, I still write work for MLB.com, and I'll go into the offices and and like I'll see the umpires in the replay room, and I always I always 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 feel like I'm actually gonna like spill hot coffee on them like right before they go in, and there's just no replays are gonna get done the rest of the day. I like the idea of it, and we all liked the idea of it. But the problem is, is I thought the the LeBron thing was indicative of the general problem with replay now which is that we're not any happier like we're not like we're not happy <laughs> yeah like like the whole idea was oh now we're going to be happier because we're going to be able to more accurately capture objective reality and be able to tell people about it does anyone think replay has done that replay has not done that at all replay has like it's not even i am pro someday the idea if they can have you throw a ball in the strikes and it goes beep and if it doesn't go in the strike, it goes onk or whatever it does. But like that's fine because that, that I get that because that's a clear automated something goes in the box or something does not go in the box. But that's not like to me calling balls and strike is something the human eye is just not faster than a machine to do. But everything else we we, used to, we watch replays all the time. I'll watch a replay five times and I have no idea what the correct call is. That to me. So then, why are we doing mission it? Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way to go! Like, like, why are we doing it other than to just make it? There's a great quote from Harry, the late Harry Wendelstadt, saying like, uh, saying uh, the great umpire Harry Wendelstadt, saying if they ever got rid of us, the batters will find them and replace us with a machine. The batters will find that machine and they will beat it to death with a bat. <laughs> and I think that's exactly right. Like we want someone something to be angry about. And we thought replay was going to fix that and make us not angry anymore at the stupid humans that kept messing things up. That is absolutely not happening. Now we're mad at the umpires and the replay and the games are going slower. <laughs> like I just, I, I don't, I replay is one of those things that I think there was a, there was an age at the beginning of the time at the beginning of this decade where we thought technology was going to fix our problems and was going to lead to some sort of greater. Has it not? It has not. It has, okay. in fact, exacerbated them. Mm. And uh, so, for me, uh, I am I am fully on the enough with replay train. Uh, I don't think it's working. I think it's actually making everything worse and angrier. Last question, and then we're done. Best place to watch an MLB game. I still I still go with San Francisco. Uh, okay. San Francisco and Pittsburgh are my probably favorite two stadiums to go to. Like Fenway and Wrigley are probably the ones I feel like most special when I'm there. Like I feel like there's it's a special occasion if you're at Wrigley at Fenway. But I don't know if they're actually my favorite parks to go so to. Not Marlins Park. Not Marlins. Marlins Park is I, I have to say I I hear there's been this revisionism lately. Like well the, the they're terrible but their stadium is at least no their stadium is not good either. It's like not <laughs> around baseball at all. Uh, I I actually prefer Tampa Bay Stadium to them because it's at least like it's bad but it's uniquely bad it's weirdly bad and the marlins park is just like just dumb like all you have is the statue and that's the only thing Wait, I think so it's the trop like basically the mlb equivalent of the room yeah a little i, I suppose so i i, okay. I, I think so i, I think it's, it has a little bit of that uh, uh i think it has uh, uh just as many egregious kind of weirdly poorly put together sex scenes <laughs> i think there's exactly. no question about that uh <laughs> But, uh, for me, it's San Francisco. San Francisco and Pittsburgh are probably my favorite two stadiums. San Francisco gets pushed ahead a little bit just because, I mean, you're just you're in San Francisco. And I like Pittsburgh, but San Francisco is one of the most beautiful places in the world, and you're right there to witness all of it. So I tend to veer San Francisco with Pittsburgh right behind. Well, Leach, we did it. We did it. We made it. Yay, go us. Yes. Um, 
impossible to do a minute at a time. I found out midway yeah, through this podcast, this. but we did two minutes at a time. We were, we were you had follow up questions. There was no way we were going to be able to do it without follow up. Exactly. Unfortunately, I have opinions that I need to get out into the world. So, yeah. um, bad journalism on my part. But anyway, Will Leach, thank you so much for taking the time, sir. Um, apologize to your wife again. She's I, I don't even know. It's been an hour now. Um, did she just leave the restaurant or what? She she, she she just threw her ring in the grits. Oh, just, no. Yeah. I, 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 we don't even have grits here. We're at a Hardee's. Uh, <laughs> they definitely have grits, right? Hardee's, I feel like they have grits. They look I don't, like no, a grits I, burger. <laughs> an Angus grits burger. Angus grits burger that I'm eating seductively <laughs> with a close up to the camera. Perfect. All right. Well, we can find you on Twitter at William F. Leach. We can read you at MLB.com. You are also writing at New York Magazine every week, right? Like yep. once a week? Okay. Yep. And you can find the Will Leach Show on the yes. Amazon channels on Sports Illustrated. And uh, Pace Magazine, where you're doing film reviews still, right? I, they let me do uh, – I, I got to keep typing. I, I've written three pieces while doing this podcast. So. Okay. Because I, I was going to say, because I read a Medium uh, review from you on – I think it was Solo. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, this is medium. This is not pace. And I was like, kind of, uh, but anyway. Uh, I'll do it both. I'll, you, you, you give me a space, uh, a box to fill off. I'll, I'll fill it with words. Perfect. All right, Will Leach, thank you so much. And uh, let's talk again soon. Of course. Thanks for having me.